Blog Talk Radio. of the C2P. I am your show host, Bo Marchant. As always, we appreciate you stopping by as we bring you NFL draft coverage, football draft coverage every single season. And if you're familiar with my show, then you're familiar with our guest. It's none other than Justin Van Volpen, NFL draft guru. He's an all-star put together. He's a talent evaluator, NFL agent. He also has his uh, website called football next level and if you really want to get into the nooks and crannies of what goes on behind the scene at the next level and how scouts and these teams work evaluating players and a lot of things are just the player's journey to this next level I suggest you check out football next level all posted by none other than our guest our NFL draft guru Justin Van Fulpen Justin always a great time and when I'm usually talking to you that means we're talking NFL draft and we're hitting it a little bit earlier than we usually do but I told you prior to the show that we got such a warm welcome from our listeners from our podcast over this past year when we were leading up to this 2018 draft. I said, you know what, why the hell not? Let's get this thing started. And you were kind enough. You whipped out the 2019 mock draft 1.0, and I appreciate you. But how are things going, my man? Everything's good, you know. So we're in the middle of football season, and obviously we're, we're looking forward to the 2019 draft. And, it's, you know, we don't have the quarterbacks that we did, you know, last year. At least they haven't emerged to – the level of the Baker Mayfields of Josh Rosen, Sam Darnold, Lamar Jackson, and uh, Josh Allen's five that went to the first round uh, last year. But, you know, it's, it's, it's an intriguing draft. I mean, a lot of people don't think it's that sexy without, you know, the Baker Mayfields uh, of the world, you know, kind of leading, leading this off. But still, as you and I have been through this thing for, for many, many years, uh, you know, it's always a great time of year. Um, as we look forward to kind of getting, getting this thing rolling, then, you know, down to – the all-star games, the combine, and then obviously it all culminates there in April with the NFL draft. You're definitely right. And it's it's so crazy because, I mean, we're halfway through the college season basically. And, you know, I mean, this thing just becomes like a runaway train. Once November, December hurts these bowl games. I mean, we even have the small school bowl games in December. And like you said, boom, turn of the year. Most people are thinking college playoffs. Guys like us are thinking – all-star games and NFL draft, the college playoffs are probably about the least of our concerns. We're just kind of trying to evaluate talent. But you're kind enough to put together your 2019 mock draft 1.0, and we're going to go through the teams and discuss these guys um, in general, the picks. And, and right now, the New York Giants, we have them slotted with the number one pick. And, folks, 
this is, you know, this is our mock draft. You know, you might be like, well, this team might be four and two. This other, but again, mock draft basically is the best we can do because again, the draft order isn't official, but none other than the New York Giants. They shocked many last year when they took Shaquan Barkley. They're taking a lot of grief right now with the, you know, the, uh, you know, Eli Manning kind of, I guess, you know, showing the age and not getting it done. But with that said, you have the Giants number one. Who do you have them taking, Justin? Well, I think you said it correctly. I mean, a lot of people are saying, should they have taken uh, Sam Darnold there with the second overall pick after Baker Mayfield went off the board? And, and they got to get a, the quarterback fix. Obviously, with Saquon uh, Barkley and Odell Beckham Jr., they've got some skill guys there. Evan Ingram, who was their first-round pick two years ago. Uh, you know, so they, they've got some skill guys there. They need a quarterback. And, and obviously, the guy who everybody's kind of in love with and think is the the cream of the crop at this, you know, with not a hype quarterback position is Justin Herbert out of Oregon. Uh, and he's he's there. I mean, he's got the size, strength. You know, a lot of people are comparing him kind of to a, a Carson Wentz-type, you know, physical stature and ability there. Uh, the question is, does he come out early? He's a junior. Um, there are some There are some – thinkings that hey he likes the college experience and that you know he'll, he'll consider coming back for Oregon uh for his senior season but definitely he comes out and the Giants are picking there it's a kind of an easy need versus value and you kind of marry that up with Justin Herbert going number one overall to the New York Giants nice and a guy like Herbert I mean you know you're familiar with all these names I'm going to mention I mean Akili Smith Joey Harrington even Marcus Mariota he's kind of regressed not kind of lived up to that second round overall pick behind Jameis Winston when these guys came out. But I mean, and I know Chip Kelly, it's been a while since he's been there and the program has changed, but any concerns with just the Oregon Ducks quarterbacks and their lack of success? I mean, in that track record, is that something you kind of disregard and you paid, you don't pay much attention to. I usually hold it in high regard. What are your thoughts on that? I I don't think, you know, I don't think you, you know, I think you've got to kind of measure it there. You know I mean? I think you've got to recognize it that, Everybody that's come through here has it. That's been a first-round pick. Hasn't lived up to you know hype. You know, yes, okay. Chip Kelly's no longer there, but was there was some influence in regards to recruiting uh, Justin uh, there. So you know, you got to take it with with some validity there. But I think you know you got to take it a case by case basis there. And I don't think he is Marcus Mariota. I think he's more pro ready than Marcus Mariota. Like you said, Marcus Mariota hasn't lived up to that second overall pick. Uh, four years ago right now, obviously, he's, you know, kind of banged up there. Uh, and everybody kind of thought he was he was there because of, you know, even keel and, you know, he was going to be flatlined. And, you know, he just haven't been able to, to do it there at Tennessee. And, you know, and, you know, well, who knows? We've got, you know, 10 more regular season games in the NFL. Uh, he did bring a, win a playoff game last year, but he doesn't look like that true franchise quarterback that you're going to pay $125 million guaranteed to. <laughs> Yeah, I think you're exactly right. So we got Justin Herbert, the Oregon Ducks quarterback, going number one. And, again, uh, you know, that, that win over Washington, the way he played and, and, you know, was so hyped up with John Elway being in, you know, the press box. And, you know, I mean, so I, there was just kind of a, a leapfrog moment, if you will, you know, amongst the you know, Ryan Finleys and the Drew Locks and, the you know, Jared Stidhams and Will Greers. I mean, you know, Herbert's kind of take that lead role at this point. Granted, we have a long time away. Now we move to the second overall pick, the Indianapolis Colts. Last year they dropped down a couple spots. Chris Ballard, their new GM, was kind of focused on acquiring more draft picks. This year we're going to keep them at two at least at this point. And what side of the football and who do you have them selecting? I think, you know, obviously they, they're, you know, looking for the best player available, and kind of the best player available is Nick Bosa out of Ohio State. Yes, has a, a kind of a 
a core injury is what they're calling a sports hernia. Uh, decided to shut it down. Um, no longer enrolled in Ohio State. Uh, now he's kind of getting ready for the NFL draft process. And he's done enough in his body of work there at Ohio State to reckon, you know, could potentially depending on who's there at number one, could potentially be the number one overall player, probably is the number one overall player at, on a lot of teams' boards, even right now, even with the sports hernia injury there. He would go number two overall, the Indianapolis Colts. Awesome, Justin. And this is one of the reasons Justin Van Fulpen is one of the most special NFL draft gurus because he has such a knowledge of the background in agencies and NFL scouts, agents. Um, Justin, Bosa is that unique guy. You talked about him no longer being with the university, focusing on that NFL draft. I'm curious because I know you would know this, and I don't think any outside shows would even talk about this because it's just something that the knowledge base other guests may not have. But can Bosa get an agent now? Or I mean, is he, hypothetically, could he sign with an agent today? And how do you think yep. these teams feel about him electing, you know, not to play out the season and solely just focusing it on the draft? Well, number one, your first question, yes, Nick Bosa, he's no longer enrolled in Ohio State. He can sign with an agent. Most likely he's going to sign with CAA, which his brother is with, um, that, you know, represents Joey. And obviously Joey was a holdout there because of some language aspects there. So whoever drafts him, you know, will have to think about, you know, kind of what, what uh, you know, Joey went through with, hey, what they're going to do with Nick. Uh, there, but yes, I think the standpoint of hey, would would teams want to see him there? Yeah, but do they want him 100% healthy if they're going to draft him? You know, in the top five, and he's a top five no matter what teams there. And I think I think he could go to number oh, one yeah. overall depending on what team is there. But they're going to be like, okay, hey, yeah, we'd rather him be kind of a team guy, but we know that it's it's about a business decision. And hey, his family, you know, him, you know, they've all decided that this is the best option for him. Uh, obviously, you know, Joey's been through the NFL draft process. He knows what it's about. He's been successful in the NFL up to here. Uh, and, you know, obviously hasn't played this season because of heel, heel injury. But, you know, it's been a dominant force once he's, he's been in there. And people expect Nick Bosa to be the same. Definitely. And we have Oakland at number three, the Raiders. The big news about, the you know, the beginning of the season, I think, is obviously, one, the trading of Khalil Mack. That was, a you know, a big cog in when you talk about any aspirations of that team moving forward. But, you know, under Gruden, he elected to move on from Khalil Mack. Um, I'm not sure if you have them going defense on this side of the football or offense, but who do you have the Raiders taking third overall? Well, I, you know, I think obviously, you know, the, the issue with Khalil Mack was they didn't have the money to be able to pay him. Um, you know, they're, you know, so, hey, what he got was Chicago, but they need the pass rusher. And that's what's, what's killed them, you know, early in the season. Now, again, they would probably rather have Nick Bosa, but Ed Oliver is a guy who's a, you know, pocket pusher, kind of an Aaron Donald type guy there. You know, it's depending on he's a consensus top five pick there. So he's not that edge rusher that they lost with Mac, but he can do some different things with the, the pressure inside there. You know, and Ed Oliver, you know, would, would be the pick. I think the Raiders would, if, you know, if it kind of falls the way it does here. And, you know, Ed Oliver's a heck of a player. And again, I won't be surprised if, we get down the season, and Ed Oliver shuts it down just like Nick Bosa did to avoid injuries because he has secured his spot where he's going to be you know, picked, and that's a consensus top-five pick. Awesome stuff. We just wrapped up the top three picks of the Giants 1, Colts 2, Raiders 3. Real quick before we get to the 49ers with the fourth pick, do you think possible at this point, we know the Giants would definitely be in the driver's seat, but do you think the Colts or the Raiders would have any interest in Justin Herbert? Just say if he can, his 
stock continues to skyrocket with and Derek Carr both under center for those two teams. Do you still think there's an outside chance possibly that these teams would elect to go in that direction? I think you you could see the Raiders obviously with the Derek Carr you know contract they could get out of Derek Carr's contract uh, after you know for his next year and it would only be a seven million dollar cap hit you know to them uh, so that's you know again them going to Vegas and do they want a new face of the franchise and hey is it a Gruden pick there you know I could see see them more so than Indianapolis Colts I think the Colts feel like Andrew Luck's healthy uh, you know they haven't won but they don't have a ton of talent around Andrew Luck I mean. Uh, there are skill guys. I mean, you might be able to be one of their skill guys next week, you know, as far as the lack of talent that they have there on the offensive side of the ball. And, and healthy-wise, you know, standpoint there, they got to get more skill guys, you know, and better players overall in that roster with the Colts. You know, and again, I think Chris Ballard loves, you know, Andrew Luck and what he's done and fought through. I don't know what the feeling inside the building of the Raiders are in regards to Derek Carr, and they do have the structure to be able to get that out and only have a $7 million cap hit with where the cap is now that's in getting getting kind of that albatross of, of that big contract that Derek Carr signed a couple of years ago. It's, it's structured uh, very well to be able to move on from Derek Carr if the Raiders do choose to. Awesome. And our guest, Justin Van Fulpen, mentioned Chris Battle loves Andrew Luck. Calls your pro loves Justin Van Fulpen, our guest. Our NFL draft guru, kind enough to break down the 2019 mock draft 1.0 as we work our way through this thing, all 32 picks. Justin has his own website, Football Next Level, footballnextlevel.com. I encourage you to go there. You can also find him on Twitter. Justin, what's the Twitter handle? Jay Van Fulpen. That's what I thought. I wasn't sure if it was Justin V. Fulpen, but I figured you know it because it's your handle. And, again, if you miss any of these shows in their entirety, you can always check them out free at Blog Talk Radio collegepro.com and iTunes. You just simply type in the 2019 NFL Mock Draft 1.0, and these will pop up for you. So we're on to the fourth pick, the San Francisco 49ers. A lot of excitement coming into the season. Obviously, some injuries. Um, Jared McKinnon gets hurt. Jimmy Garoppolo goes down. But they've been playing, you know, decent despite the 1-5 record. Um, where, what way do you think this team lies? I'm, I'm interested in this pick because they have some talent, but they also have some glaring needs. So uh, kind of – Tell us where you think this team's going to head first with the first well, round next You year. know, I mean, I, I don't think when you look at here, they need some receivers. They need some skill guys to go with Garoppolo. But when you're looking at here in this year's draft, there's not a skill guy that you're really going to say, okay, hey, he's top five, top ten pick, uh, you know, there. Uh, they spent a bunch of money, you know, a bunch of draft picks, you know, on their defensive line, you know, and, and you know, the kind of the pass regime and even, you know, um, uh, John Lynch's first, you know, pick there was Solomon Thomas uh, two years ago. Uh, I think what they do is they say, okay, let's ha- let's help our defense, let's help our back end. Yes, we have Richard Sherman, but we know he's older. We'll take Greedy Williams, uh, the long corner out of LSU, pair him up there, and kind of have two lockdown corners there. And obviously, you know, uh, I said Richard Sherman's got a couple more years left just on his deal and probably in the NFL. And we can pair him up with Greedy Williams, you know, one of the best corners we've seen in a long time uh, come out of college football uh, and, and, you know, pair those guys up for a long time there. Definitely. And and, and opposite of how I kind of view those Oregon Duck quarterbacks, when I think of LSU Tiger defensive backs, I mean, you know, uh, Jamal Adams at safety, Tyrone Matthews, Morris Claiborne, Patrick Peterson. I mean, a long, long, long list, a long lineage of successful DBs, defensive players also coming out of LSU. So I love Greedy Williams, one of my favorites in this upcoming draft, and I think that would be a great, great, grand landing spot. Again, as you mentioned, Sherman's age and then him being able to kind of come through the ropes 
and learn off him. Uh, Greedy Williams, a standout from the Tigers. Number five, the Cardinals, a team I thought would be a little bit better than they are, Justin, but they are really lacking. Um, where do you think this team goes? They are fifth. You know, they took Josh Rosen last year. They got their quarterback in place. What do you think is the next step for 2019? Well, their head coach, Steve Wilkes, came from the Carolina Panthers, and really what they ran was a 4-3 defense. What he came in and kind of inherited was more of a a 3-4 defense in regards to front-wise. We're talking about 30 and 40 fronts there. I think what they'll do is they'll try to really kind of get back to what he likes to do. Uh, He's a defensive coach. They're trying to get more to the 4-3, kind of their their scheme fit standpoint there. I think they take uh, Khalil Farrell, uh, the defensive end from Clemson, He's a natural 4-3 defensive end, fits well what Steve Wilkes likes to do, what he had when he had a, a Julius Peppers, a Charles Johnson, you know, guys that were, you know, traditional 4-3 defensive ends there in Carolina when he had a, a top defense and took them to the Super Bowl. Definitely, and that Clemson defensive front, I'm sure we're going to be hearing a lot more Clemson uh, guys up front throughout this first round. They're stacked. Uh, you know, that was when he really got these guys loaded on the defensive side of the ball this season. Um, the Broncos, another team that, uh, you know, we've mentioned uh, a lot during our other podcasts is because of John Elway and, uh, you know, Super Bowl champions a few years ago. But, you know, now they're kind of almost in a rebuilding mode. Um, that defense was once one of the best in the league. No more keep to leave. They Bradley Chubb, I thought, fell into their lap last year. They still got Von Miller. Um, what do you think they do, offensive or defensive for the 2019 way? Well, you know, again, I think, you know, hey, would they would they take Justin Herbert if he fell or if they were up there? Yes, I think they yeah. would. But since they're not, there's not – I don't think there's another quarterback. You know, there there's some questions. Does Dwayne Haskins come out early? Where is he at? You know, I think we, we don't know. So, if we're playing the card right now where we're at, I think they go still go defense. And, again, another Clemson defensive lineman, Dexter Lawrence. Really, when they were rolling that defense with Malik Jackson, Von Miller – uh, DeMarcus Ware. I mean, that, that's what helped them win Super Bowl 50 against the Carolina Panthers. They get a, a kind of a – they're in a, a Dexter Lawrence, kind of a, a guy who's better, you know, than what Malik Jackson, you know, was, you know, for them. And obviously he left in free agency to go to the Jacksonville Jaguars. So they go ahead and say, we've got, you know, we've got Vaughn, we've got Bradley Chubb. Now we add another great defensive lineman to go with Derek Wolf. You know, and we'll really go ahead and take that front seven and be dominant again just because we, there's not a quarterback there. So, again, if it's here and it kind of falls, I think Dexter Lawrence is the best guy available where they're looking at, and they take the defensive line out of Clemson. Awesome. And we were, we were mentioning them Clemson linemen. So we got back to men, Clemson Tigers off the board at five and six. And one of the other guys, I don't know where he's going to show up along this list, but uh, Christian Wilkins, I'm sure he's going to be a guy that pops on this top 32 as we make our way through this 2019 NFL mock draft. Um, the Buffalo Bills, um, they're, the defense as well, we know that offense is something of a lousy nature. It leaves a sour taste in my mouth when I watch it. Lack of weapons, a lack of a lot of things. Josh Allen, um, you know, hopefully he can, you know, very young in his career, but, you know, so much to ask for this young guy because there's really not much to work around. Um, do you think the Bills stick with this defensive flavor because there's so many defensive standouts? Or do you think they kind of switch gears and start addressing an offense to start to protect Josh Allen? Yeah, I think I think you're 100% right there. They protect Josh Allen. He's their franchise. You get a franchise quarterback last year. You get a franchise left tackle and Jonah Williams out of Alabama. You know, again, there's not a ton of skill guys there because you could see them going skill guys. I think they go and say, okay, hey, we'll get Jonah Williams to help not only our running game but our passing game because he can protect for Josh Allen. And he's probably right now uh, consensus probably the number one 
tackle in this year's draft. Definitely. And you know what? I, I got some numbers, uh, you know, just looking at tackles this draft. And I was doing some uh, research on NFL teams right now. The top five teams with the least amount of sacks are the Chiefs with six, the Saints with eight, the Chargers with eight, New England with eight, and the Carolina Panthers with eight. Their overall record, Justin, is 20 and eight. Those are the least amount of sacked quarterbacks in the league. I'm going to give you the five worst teams that have allowed the most sacks. The Browns with 26, the Texans with 25, the Bills with 24, Green Bay with 21, and there's three teams tied with 20 with the Giants, Tennessee, their combined record, 15, 25, and 2. So I think it just gives a real emphasis on how important a guy like Jonah Williams uh, is in terms of uh, teams protecting their quarterbacks and the success these teams have had, at least this year, in terms of protecting them and the record as well. We got the Atlanta Falcons, another team, two and four, Justin. I didn't imagine that. I know when we did our preseason stuff um, with some other stuff I do, um, I had them actually representing the NFC and the Super Bowl. I thought they'd be home at the Mercedes-Benz Stadium to, you know, enshrine it into, uh, you know, the team and the Super Bowl all in one year but that does not look like that's going to be the end scenario as they're struggling to kind of find um, that winning formula. But uh, what do you think this team does? Dan Quinn entering another year defensive-minded, or do you think they focus on the offense? No, I, I think they go defense. I mean, that's where they're struggling. Obviously, there's been some injuries, you know, that, that's kind of transpired because of that. Uh, but they've drafted a couple defensive line, Vic Beasley, uh, you know, um, in, in the first round, Tack McKinley, you know, in a couple of years there, I think they go back to the defensive line because those guys haven't performed well there. Rashawn Gary from Michigan can play inside, can play outside. He's a versatile defensive lineman there. You know, it's going to test out the roof. I mean, people are going to be amazed when he's at the combine down in Indianapolis, what he's going to be able to test. He's going to test it to a Mario Williams, Javon, Javion Clowney type of level. You know, those are the test numbers he'll, he'll put up there. So they go ahead and say, hey, he's the best guy available. He's, he's versatile. We can play him inside, outside, and we've got to fix our defense because Matt Ryan's been forced to put up 35-plus points even to be competitive this season. <laughs> Definitely. And you know what? I, you know, seeing Gary, I always do a Michigan scout of Michigan game each year, and I was up there for Nebraska and uh, Michigan this past uh, couple weeks back, and you, you're dead on on Gary. I mean, uh, he is just – he's so explosive off the line, and the, his athleticism, I mean, you can kind of see him even shattering running backs and tight ends and coverage, and I think that just, you know, shows the immense, immense upside of this kid. He's not a one-trick pony by any stretch of the imagination. This kid can get after it from a lot of different ways on the field, and uh, again, he's probably, could be a climber, could be a climber even. I mean, eight might eight might not even be, uh, you know, I mean, he might even break that threshold. I mean, he has that type oh, yeah. of talent. Um, now, you are a Michigan man um, outside Detroit. The Detroit Lions are next on the clock. And I'm sure you have a good sense and the pulse of what this team should do. Um, what direction does this team do in what would be year two of the map? Well, I think the Matt Patricia thing's going, okay, hey, how do we can be better defensively? You know, the, the defensive line, they're, they're trying to kind of figure out, okay, are we going to be a 3-4 or 4-3 team on a personnel standpoint there? Uh, again, another Clemson defensive lineman, Christian Wilkins, is a guy who's versatile, can do some different things, could play in a 30 front, could play in a 40 front. I think he provides a lot of versatility. You know, it's not that outside pass rusher, you know, that people think that the Lions will be going for. Because I don't think, you know, if they, if, you know, if Gary was there or uh, Farrell was there from Clemson, I mean, that would be the pick there. But those guys off the board, I think they take Christian Wilkins, the defensive line from Clemson okay. there. And it's 
three Clemson defensive line in the top nine picks. <laughs> That's how good that defensive line yeah. is. Yeah, and you know, that, well, I knew I was going to hear his name. I wasn't sure when, but I knew uh, we were going to hear his name. And, uh, you know, big game coming up for all those guys. You know, Ryan Finley's an NFL quarterback, NC State, or I shouldn't say NFL quarterback, NFL prospect for next season, and he faces number three Clemson. So if he can have a great game, even upset, number 16 NC State upset the number three Clemson Tigers. I'm sure that would really endear him to some of the scouts, and surely there's going to be a packed house on that press box of NFL eyes with binoculars on those two teams when they take it take it to town this week. So we got the Lions taking the last of those talented Clemson Tigers with Christian Wilkins. I really, really love his game. Now Tampa Bay, they're on the clock. Um, I think we're kind of starting to see the real Tampa Bay. I thought those first couple weeks with Fitzmagic and the points, I thought there was a little bit of a mirage, and I think the magic trick's kind of been revealed with who they really are. But with that said, where do you think this team heads? They're a weird team. A lot of good pieces, but, again, they can't stack wins. So what direction do you think they go? Yeah, I think the standpoint is, is this is what this, this year's draft's going to be. It's all about defensive linemen. Uh, you know, Gerald McCoy, you know, is this to be going. This is, you know, his ninth year in the NFL was drafted in 2010. You know, they drafted Fiatavea, excuse me, this past year in the, uh, with the, you know, their first round pick there. I think they still stick with the defensive line. It's thin, you know, they're, like I said, McCoy's getting a little bit older, you know, there. So they go ahead and take Derek Brown, the defensive lineman out of Auburn there to, again, create depth there and be able to kind of say, okay, hey, McCoy, maybe he's got two, two or three more good years in him, you know, and then we'll still be set. And again, it, with the defensive line, it's all about a rotation. You need as many good guys up. Maxima of that in this past game against Atlanta, uh, you know, basically when McCoy went out, they don't have no depth, you know, in that interior defensive line. So they got to create some more depth. And Derek Brown's a heck of a prospect. Uh, you know, people are kind of, you know, hey, there was, he was high, then he's kind of dropped. You know, so I think he'll kind of come back up and, and, you know, being still a first-round guy. But, you know, there's some, some – is he, is he a guy who could be a guy who could – we're talking about this in a month. Could he not be in the top 32 picks, potentially? Awesome stuff. And, uh, you know, what? I, I don't want to get off subject. And, you know, there's a lot of guys. Taylor Mays is one of them, guys who I really thought highly of. And I would have maybe missed there and put him on the Taylor Mays type of docket. But Noah Spence, man, I was so excited about him going to Tampa. I really thought he was going to become something. And I got to say, man, uh, you know, I, I hate to say it, but I got to kind of put the B-U-S-T next to his name right now because he's absolutely accomplished nothing. But, again, hey, that's the way it works, and not everybody can pan out. We're on to the 11th pick of the Justin Van Poole Pen 2019 Mock Draft 1.0 football next level. That's his website, NFL Drew Group, NFL Draft Analysis, NFL Agent. He's also a, a just an iconic mind in terms of just evaluating talent. He was the head of the Texas First Nation game, and those guys all went and got earned check. I should say all, but those guys went on to earn paychecks and a living in the National Football League, and he was one of the talent evaluators bringing all these kids down to Allen, Texas. Again, a great, great NFL mind and great, great guest that he always joins us and shares his time. So with that said, Justin, the Cleveland Browns, um, kind of a turnaround season. I mean, you can't be 0-16 every year. There's got to be a point where you kind of turn things around. But with that said, um, I mean, I, you know what I mean? I mean, I know everyone's excited about the Cleveland Browns winning. But, again, I mean, if you're that bad, I guess any step forward would be good. But um, who do you think they take and what direction do you think they go? Well, I think, you know, again, you, you drafted Baker Mayfield number one overall. You lost Joe Thomas, you know, your iconic, you know, probably a first ballot or will be a Hall of Famer there in Canton, Ohio. Uh, eventually when he's eligible there. 
So I think they say, okay, hey, we got to protect the quarterback. We got to protect our investment. Let's take an offensive tackle, a left tackle, Greg Little out of Old Miss. Um, you know, and again, he he's he's right there with Jonah Williams of who's going to be the number one uh, tackle, you know, off the board. So I think, hey, you could flip flop either one of those guys, and you you wouldn't get much argument from Italian evaluators in the NFL. With the Cleveland Browns, I think they need to to address that offensive line, like you said, in regards to sacks. You just had that that stat a, a minute ago. Uh, they're high, one of the highest teams in in giving up, you know, sacks. So Greg Little really addresses a need and is a, a great value with the eleventh overall pick. Yeah, you can never have enough good interior guys, or at least left tackles. And like I said, that would be a great fitting. Like you said, that just fits so many piece puzzle pieces. You know, protect the backside of Baker Mayfield and and kind of replant that iconic guy you mentioned and Joe Thomas, a sure round Hall of Famer without any question. And now we move on to the New York Jets. They were picking first last year, kind of enough. They've uh, did some successful things early on in the season, so they're picking 12. So that means they're doing things in the right direction, opposite of what the New York Giants are doing, who picked second. And then, you know, they're picking first right now. So, uh, Jets stick to the offensive theme. Do they add some more weapons for uh, Sam Darnold, or do they look to, you know, to go to that defensive side of the ball and, and, and do what Todd Bowles does best and coach defense? Well, I think that's, I think it's right there. I mean, they've been a guy who's drafted defense, you know, there. And, again, there's not a skill guy that's kind of, you know, risen and been that top, you know, guy there. Uh, Todd Bowles is a defensive coach. I think he'll be there for next year. I think, you know, when they were running the best is when they had Revis Island. Um, DeAndre hmm. Baker, the corner out of Georgia, is one of the best corners in this year's draft. They they pair him up with Tremaine Johnson, who they paid a boatload of money this offseason. And really, you know, again, this is a passing league, so either you got to take skill guys when you're, you know, you got to have good, great skill guys or great guys that can defend the skill guys. And with Morris Claiborne, you know, getting old, you know, not doesn't have, you know, a long-term deal there. You know, so he re- kind of replaces, you know, Claiborne, and they team up up with Tremaine Johnson, a really good back end to that secondary. Awesome stuff. And now we move on to the defending Super Bowl champions, the Philadelphia Eagles. Um, very curious of what direction you have this team going. Because, again, um, plenty of plenty positive things. No team's perfect, and you always need as much depth as possible. But uh, what direction do you think the Eagles? Well, again, I don't think the Eagles will be here when we're, you know, kind of the official draft numbers there. But they are there right now with, with their record being what it is. And I think they're they're looking for okay, hey, defensively, how can we get better, you know, there? And Devin White, the linebacker at LSU, is kind of a natural fit for them in regards to linebackers. I know that's something we talked about, you know, last year. You know, would they address it, you know, high, you know, in, in, with with their picks? Uh, there, I know you had him going the linebacker in a couple of mocks, you know, drafts that we did for the 18 drafts. I think you know Devin White's a guy who a lot of people are high on. A lot of NFL guys, guys like Todd McShay, I think you know he's the in the top five. You know, and his overall prospects there is Devin White. There, I don't think you can take a linebacker, an interior linebacker that high, uh, but I think you know right around here, you know, the the 10 to 25 range is where he kind of fits in there. I think it's a natural fit for the Philadelphia Eagles to take kind of that leader that they had back in the day with like a Jeremiah Trotter, you know, just kind of that middle linebacker who can kind of do it all. And he's a middle linebacker who can not only, you know, uh, stop the run, but also can cover in the pass, similar to what Jared Davis is with the Detroit Lions. And, you know, the Lions took him with a 20 overall pick two years ago. And that's kind of where you see uh, Devin White, you know, going there uh, out of LSU. 
Awesome. And, again, I, I mentioned it with Greedy Williams. You had him going forth to the 49ers, the standout Tigers defensive back. And I, I just do – I love what the Tigers do defensively. And, you know, even in my notes, I, I have LSU Tigers plus defense usually equals successful NFL draft prospects. So, uh, you know, again, uh, I, I everything you said about White, I agree with him. I think a fantastic prospect. And I just think, uh, you know, coming out of Baton Rouge, I, I just think that speaks volumes to what these kids are able to do at the next level. Another team that I doubt will probably be picking 14th, um, when the season ends, uh, they'll probably be in the hunt for another playoff spot. But um, we go down to Jacksonville, a game away from going to the Super Bowl and, and facing, um, you know, Carson Wentz. But uh, this year the Jaguars, um, you know, not off to the hottest start. And, uh, you know, I'm interested in – I say this before all the picks, but this one I'm really interested in because we know they got a ton of defense, maybe some question marks on offense. And I know this isn't the most talented – top heavy offensive draft class we've seen because there's so many side again or do they maybe switch gears and try to help Blake Bortles and Leonard Fournette get this offense going well I think what you have to look at is regards to contracts Dante Fowler a junior who was the first round pick a top five pick in 2015 uh, they didn't you know basically put give him uh, their fifth year option there the team option there so he'll be a free agent uh, there, I think they look to go ahead and say, okay, hey, we need pass rushers. We, you know, we've kind of spent our money on defense there. Um, Clayus Campbell, uh, Malik Jackson, there, those guys are getting older, and again, they're looking for kind of that rush end there. So Montez Sweat, the defensive end from Mississippi State, I think is a natural fit when you move on for Dante Fowler. You kind of bring him in there, and he's that pass rusher, you know, that you're there. And again, again, this is a passing league. You you got to have quarterbacks, left tackles, and pass rushers kind of make it all work, you know. So if you're if you've got ability to get a pass rusher, and again we're seeing the value of this this kind of defensive line, you know this is where we're going to get an interjection of talent on the defensive side of the ball with this kind of first round there. And again, uh, with the Mississippi State you know defensive lineman Montez Sweat is another example of that in to do out 2019 NFL draft. Definitely, and it's definitely a top, top-heavy defensive end, defensive tackle draft. And on my College of Pro site, we always like to list um, recent drafts. Over the last seven years, defensive tackles, um, 20 have gone in the first round. The ACC, or the SEC, leads all the schools, or I should say all conferences, over the last six years with eight first-round draft picks. And in terms of defensive end, 28 first-round defensive ends over the last seven years. Eight of those have come from the SEC and six um, from Pac-12. So kind of surprising with that Pac-12 with six defensive ends taken. But, again, uh, both uh, the SEC and Clemson alone should add three. So the ACC is getting a good boost in terms of that stat when we post stuff for the 2020 numbers. Um, We move on to the Dallas Cowboys. Um, I think the defense is playing a little bit better. I'm not sure if you're going to pull off the first wide receiver in this thing because you're thinking about guys like Nikhil Carey. You're thinking about a guy like A.J. Brown from Ole Miss. And then you think about all the guys on the Dallas Cowboys rosters that aren't of the caliber of a Harry or her Brown. So do they go receiver or do you maybe stick with some of the the remaining defensive guys, Justin, with the Cowboys with the 15th selection? No, you're 100% right there. And they need some skill guys on the outside. And Keneal Harry from Arizona State, big body, you know, you know, probably the best wide receiver prospect in this year's draft. And again, I don't think he's a top 10, you know, probably, you know, even this is kind of a high, you know, where people are looking for him, you know, he's kind of right in this range. So 
be great for the Cowboys to go ahead and get a number one, you know, wide receiver, which they don't have right now to go along with Zeke Elliott. And then we can kind of see what Dak Prescott's going to be because they're going to, the Cowboys are going to need to make a decision on Dak is, do we give him a hundred million dollars guaranteed to be yeah. a franchise quarterback or do we have to find somebody else? So this is going to be interesting as he plays it out. He's got another year left on his contract. Uh, he's coming, you know, this is his third year. Next year will be his fourth year. Um, you know, and he wasn't a first round pick. So the Cowboys don't have a fifth year option like they do on Ezekiel Elliott. So again, they've got a little bit of time to play with to see what about Dak Prescott, but they've got to add him some weapons and Harry out of Arizona State. Yeah, and I mean, I, I love his game. I mean, you just talk about a physical receiver. I mean, this guy's a punisher, even though he plays wide receiver. Um, very, I really love his game. The one thing, and we've been talking about this theme, or at least I have, in terms of uh, the Oregon Ducks and their quarterbacks, the LSU Tigers and their defensive backs, the, these Arizona State guys, man, I, you know, I did some research. John Jefferson back in 78 was the last first-round receiver. Pretty good receiver, but it's been a long time between the Jalen Strongs and the Derek Hagan. So hopefully the Kill Harry can kind of snap that streak of the J.R. Redmond running back bus, and a lot of those guys come out of the Arizona State and just kind of don't perform at that level. So again, nothing we can do. Everybody's their own man, but again, uh, hopefully Harry can kind of snap this Arizona State. Um, kind of demons of the devils, if you will. Um, the Houston Texans, three and three, they're in that you know stagnant AFC South with the Titans at three and three and the Jaguars at three and three, and then you have the Colts two games back at one and five. Um, I don't know. I mean, defense with 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 Clowney and Water, do they look to maybe do some things offensively? And we know we got Deonta Foreman. You know, he's coming back from Achilles, Lamar Miller. I don't know if the first running back goes here. What direction do you think this team takes in 2019? Well, I think the standpoint of, you know, again, we've got to look at contracts. doesn't look like, you know, Clowney's going to get a, a long-term deal there in Houston. So to go ahead and say they've kind of spent their money, you know, on, on J.J. Watt. They've obviously had Deshaun Watson, who they're, you know, they're, they love. They think he's kind of the future there. I think what they do is they let um, – uh, Clowney go in free agency, go ahead and kind of replace him with the same type of freak athletic side speed guy in Raekwon Davis, the Alabama defensive line, and say, okay, hey, we got the same type of ability, but a heck of a lot cheaper. And I think they, they again, another defensive lineman, again, Alabama, going to dominate. You know, this draft has dominated the last couple of years. And again, we see what they do on the field with their the prohib- prohibited favorites to win another national title this year. Awesome stuff, Justin. And I ask you just because you're so knowledgeable, again, about the contract and, and how the NFL personnel side works. A guy like Jadavian Clowney, first overall pick, um, has kind of lived up to the hype at times. I don't know if he's really ever lived up to that Michigan forced fumble recovery that we all fell in love with. But, I mean, is this little – I mean, how much, I guess, is him not playing up to that, that potential and how much does the money factor in? Or is it just the 50-50 where – the money just doesn't match the play or vice versa. I mean, what do you, what's your take on a guy like him and how teams maybe go along saying, you know what, we know he's good, but, you know, money does say, hey, you know what, Davis is a cheaper option. Yeah, I think that's, I think that's what it comes down to. I mean, we're, we're in a hard cap league, you know, so you've got to kind of figure out, okay, where are we going to allocate our dollars? We know J.J. Watt is going to be there. He's played well again this year. Uh, you know, Winston Merciless is a guy who they've paid. Ask for a lot of money. You know, he's going to want to get paid. 
in the uh, Khalil Mack, uh, Aaron Donald type range, just because of where he was drafted and his physical talent, you know, there. But again, if you're if you're Houston, you probably can't do it. You had you didn't do a long term kind of extension with him, so you you know where you're going to go there. You're not going to probably franchise him there, you know, just on on a money standpoint there. So it just somebody's going to pay him, probably not to the level of Mac or Donald, but he's going to get a, a good size you know, second contract in the NFL, the question goes, you know, hey, we can get it. We, we see all the depth in the defensive line because we haven't even talked about, you know, Dramon Jones from Ohio State or Zach Allen from Boston College or Jeffrey Simmons from Mississippi State. So, I mean, there's still a ton of value there. So, we know where that's at. So, let's go ahead and let him go, and we can kind of replace the guy there in this draft, you know, and, and kind of go on a cheaper level there. Awesome stuff. And now, now we move on to Seattle. And I hope you don't throw me off because this has been a defensive-themed mock draft because the talent next year is all on the defensive side. We know Seattle, 12th man, Legion of Boom. Do they go defense or do they – do you surprise us, I guess, and maybe go with an offensive guy? I, I think, you, you know, it's an easy thing. Earl Thomas is going to leave. He didn't want, you know, kind of – you know, I wish we saw that kind of how that played out. Unfortunately, he got hurt and done for the year with a broken leg. But I think they say, okay, hey, we got to try to get back to that Legion of Boom. We need some help in the secondary. You know, uh, Deontay Thomas from Alabama is a guy who's really kind of risen up of uh, this draft process over here the seven weeks and kind of people – he wasn't a guy who even talk, – they talked about being in the first round, and now people are talking about, hey, he's a top 20 pick. Uh, and he's a, he's a natural fit there with, you know, with Seattle and what they want to do uh, with their defense and kind of how he fits in there similar to, you know, Nick, what Nick Saban does at Alabama, similar to what, you know, Seattle would do there uh, up there in the, you know, the north northwest. So, you know, just kind of a natural fit with no longer with Cam Chancellor or Earl Thomas there in that secondary and that safety positions. He's a, a nice fit, you know, for them kind of going forward. Definitely. And those Alabama Crimson Tide guys starting to come off the board. And Justin Van Fulpen, 2019. NFL Mock Draft 1.0, kind enough to join us here on the C2P. If you miss any of those shows in their entirety, you know they're always free and available at iTunes and Blog Talk Radio. If you want to digest more of Justin Van Fulpen's work, you can simply go to Football Next Level, and you can find out a lot, a lot of interesting, really, really, really well-explained stuff. I go on there all the time because, uh, like I said, it's a, it's a different take on a lot of things that most fans, most avid fans, if you're in that time of avid fan mode, you're going to really, really kind of devour what this guy's putting into his website. We're on with the Tennessee Titans with number 18th overall selection. They're tied for first again in the AFC South with the Jacksonville Jaguars and the Houston Texans. Um, what direction do the Titans go? Well, again, you know, we've got Mike Rabel as a – they had to use a linebacker. You know, they're – you know, they obviously – Brian Arakbo, um, Derek Morgan, they're outside linebackers you know, getting older, you know, they drafted Harold Landry in the second round this past year. I think they go ahead and get another pass rusher there in Josh Allen, the outside linebacker in Kentucky. And just, he's a seamless transition to there. you know, when Arakbo and uh, Derek Morgan are gone uh, and, and just kind of with him and Harold Landry, they can, you know, wreck habit, you know, kind of coming off the edge. And Josh Allen is a guy who's, who's kind of, you know, right there. He's kind of been one of the better defensive linemen to kind of help Kentucky have the season that they've had because he's played so well. 
Definitely. And uh, Benny Snell's that running back. I'm sure uh, he'll be a guy that we'll be hearing in the months to come as well. Their standout running back for the Wildcats. Um, the 19th pick goes to the Pittsburgh Steelers. I'm trying to, uh, I guess, rebound from a slow start. Won their last two against uh, the Falcons and then this past week against the Bengals. Um, they're picking 19th in this draft. Um, I think they have enough offense, um, depending on how things go, maybe some offensive linemen in the future. But uh, do you think defense is the first way to go in the first round? Yeah, I think so. I mean, obviously Cameron Hayward, uh, uh, Stephon Tuitt, you know, guys who's who's been around, who's played, uh, you know, a lot of ball, you know, there. I think Jeffrey Simmons could be a nice mix to that defensive lineman. They need help defensively, like you said. I think he's kind of the best guy available, you know, there. The Mississippi State, you know, defensive tackle. Again, it's the same thing we're talking about. I mean, there's going to be, you know, 25, you know, defensive linemen that go, you know, real high. And, you know, you might as well get the, the cream of the crop before you, you kind of miss out there because they're going to go fast and furious off the board. Jeffrey Simmons, Mississippi State, you know, is a top 20 pick. Definitely. And then the Minnesota Vikings, uh, we have them picking 20th, another team that uh, Super Bowl aspirations, the big free agent signing, and Kirk Cousins. Again, another team who seems offensively um, not that many limitations. They have depth in the backfield. They have some quality wide receivers quality tight ends and obviously the quarterback as well decent offensive line I don't know if they go defensive side of the ball or they go offensive side of the ball but you're going to tell us what direction they go in 2019 well obviously Sheldon Richardson was a guy who they signed in free agency not a long-term deal Linville Joseph was another guy that they got from New York Giants there with the defensive line there uh Quentin um Excuse me, Quentin Williams, the defensive line from Alabama. He's a redshirt sophomore. Another guy who a lot of people, you know, weren't talking about when before the season started would have been in the first round. He's kind of again uh, like Deontay Thomas from Alabama. Shot up draft boards. A lot of people like him. You know, think he's a top, you know, twenty pick in the NFL draft. And Minnesota Vikings, you know, with their head coach, he's a defensive guy. They spent a ton of money on the quarterback position. Again, it just makes sense to kind of help your defense at. You know, there's your defensive line. Stop the run, which they haven't done really well, you know, this season. We saw the kind of that shootout with the Rams and what Todd Gurley was able to do. So they, they just kind of need to address, you know, that defense, which was great last year, but hasn't played, you know, to their level, you know, this year. And I think Quentin Williams would be a great, you know, addition to their uh, roster. Definitely, uh, definitely a power pack kid in Williams. And looking at uh, some of these kids as I've been writing them down as we go through them. I mean, uh, you know, you think uh, defense win championships and looking at this college football playoff, I mean, uh, there's a lot of Clemson Tigers and Alabama guys in there, so uh, who knows how this thing's going to shake out. I mean, both those teams can score, and uh, from the looks of it, they definitely have the ammunition on the defensive side of the ball. Um, uh, An NFC uh, North foe of the Vikings, the Packers in the next on the clock with the 21st pick. I am going to say I know you got to go defensive here because it's very evident that they have none. But what is your proclamation for the Packers next year? No, I think you're 100% wrong. Clay Matthews is going to be a free agent. You know, there's really there's been reports that he won't re-sign. You know, the Packers don't want to re-sign him. So they go ahead and they take Brian Burns, an outside linebacker defensive end at Florida State. He's a thinner guy, you know, probably more of a 3-4 outside linebacker. Had a great year uh, so far down there, you know, with the Seminoles, even though they haven't won as much as, you know, uh, the first-year head coach. Um, would want them to do, uh, but he's their best player on defense, and, and Burns is a first-round pick. I mean, I'm a sucker for Florida State defensive guys, too. I mean, uh, 
Eddie Sims, Derek Brooks, I mean, Jalen Rams, the list goes on. And uh, Burns is another one of those guys. Uh, not so much a Seminoles fan, but just in terms of these guys coming through the college, you know, draft and, and just uh, the, their backgrounds as players and, and moving forward. Uh, love Florida State defensive guys. And uh, we have another another team, the Carolina Panthers. A lot of aspirations for Super Bowl hype right now. Um, you know, you never – I personal, I don't know if you ever really know what team you're going to get each week with the Carolina Panthers. They can look very fierce are very, very bad week in, week out. But uh, we have them picking 22nd in the 2019 NFL Mock Draft 1.0. What direction does this team go? Do they take a receiver? No, I mean, obviously they took a receiver last year in the first round uh, in uh, D.J. Moore uh, from Maryland. I think the standpoint of, you know, if we remember when they went to the Super Bowl, what was their calling court? It was defense. It was their front. Uh, They had star star Latuadalele. That was hard to say. And they had Kwan Short going with the defensive line there. Obviously, Starr, you know, went to the Buffalo Bills as a free agent. They brought in the Ontario Poe, you know, to kind of play. Obviously, in 2016, they drafted Vernon Butler, you know, at the first round. He hasn't really played to the level of a first-round pick. Dermont Jones, the defensive tackle from Ohio State, Ooh. you know, I think would be a great nice. fit to kind of, again, get back to that Star and Short kind of combo that they had going up front with Short and Jones, you know, there with the Carolina Panthers. Different. I, I like that pick, though. Uh, Jamont uh, Jones, um, really, you know, great. And even me, more is going to be asked of him with the absence of Bosa in that lineup, especially with the uh, expectations of what, you know, people want in Columbus with their Buckeyes. Um, Jones is going to have his hands full. Um, the Raiders, they acquired the Chicago Bears first-round pick when the Khalil Mack deal went down. So the Raiders are back on the clock. We had them picking second – or, no, we had them picking third – Ed Oliver from Houston, D-tackle. Um, what direction do the Raiders go with their second of two first-round picks in 2019? Well, again, I mean, the, the problem has been their pass rush and their lack of it and lack of depth. Uh, Zach Allen out of Boston College would be a great, you know, again, fit there. He's a defensive end. You pair him with Ed Oliver. I mean, that's a heck of a kind of a one-two punch, you know, there. With, and, again, those two guys would make up for what Mac did. So you decided to, you know, there – so, it, you know, again, you had to use two guys to equal what you had there with Khalil Mack. Again, wasn't the best trade, you know, for the Raiders so far. But we'll see, depending on how these, these draft picks, you know, play out that they get from the Chicago Bears. Yeah, definitely. Um, you know, Oakland in a weird, you know, a weird spot. Capped on the money side, not being able to sign a guy like Mack till that big contract and then kind of having to replenish him with two first-round picks. And now we move to the Washington Redskins, 24th overall in this mock draft and having a little bit of a surprise season um, thus far playing very well under the direction of uh, Jay Gruden, a brother of John Gruden. Um, Where do you think this team is headed? This is a team with a lot of areas of need. I don't think you can say they're really stout in one particular area. So, I mean, I could look across the board and say, hey, you could address this, 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 and that, and you kind of walk away happy. Uh, But where do you think this team goes in round one? Well, Josh Dobson, the, the, the kind of the first-round pick out of TCU, hasn't performed to the level of being a first-round pick. When they were rolling a couple of years ago with Kirk Cousins, they had Pierre Garçon, they had Deshaun Jackson. So they went and they signed Paul Richardson in the free agency, gave him some money. Uh, obviously, two years ago, Garçon went to the 49ers, and, uh, and you know uh, Jackson went to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. So I think they go A.J. Brown, the old Miss wide receiver, to pair up with uh, with Paul Richardson, Richardson take the top off defense, you know, you know, 
Brown do some other things there with Alex Smith and try to get this offense rolling. We know uh, Jay Gruden's an offensive guy. This would be a, a definitely, and again, I think this is where A.J. Brown kind of, you know, fits in, you know, in the, in the picks there. And again, I think, you know, we're, we're going to see kind of some skill guys come off the board here, you know, around this time. Okay, Justin. Now you are an NFL draft guru. I trust your opinion. I value mm-hmm. your opinion. All right, AJ Brown. I love him. I think he's phenomenal. But you know who else I loved? Laquan Treadwell. How is Brown not going to be Treadwell? <laughs> Tell me. I just don't want to see it happen. Cause man, I was so excited. I watched and I watched I watched Treadwell kind of slip when he came out in the draft. I'm like, man, this kid's going to be hungrier than ever just to come out and dominate for the Minnesota Vikings. And now I see this poor kid. He's dropping passes. He just can't get it right. And again, you know, you never want to label the bus the bus thing too early. But he, you know, he has the BUTS label pretty well stamped to his back right now. But again, I love Brown. I love Treble. I mean, I love, you know, I mean, I loved a lot of these. I mean, you know, I'm trying to the theatric phase on and a Viking running back from Florida. I thought that guy would be a thousand yard rusher for six years. I mean, so they're not the first guy that I've missed on, but. I mean, do you think Brown? I mean, what are I guess what you know, what maybe do you see in Brown that might tread well that maybe didn't work for Treble in the in the NFL? You know, I, here here's the thing I think with Laquan Treadwell. the problem you know I think was people thought he had you know there and you know to be honest, some of those guys it's their goal is to get to the NFL, not to play in the NFL. You know, again, I think that's where the kind of the psychology of this whole process works. You know, it's. Does the guy is the guy happy that he got drafted, or does the guy want to dominate and play ten years in the league? You know, so because once you once you know, hey, when you're a first round pick, you got guaranteed money. You know, you know, you've got some you know money in the bank. You know, so do you really have the same drive that you had before? You know, so I think that's that's sometimes where you know some guys' goal was just to make it to the NFL. Once they put on that hat and said, "Boom, mom, I made it." You know, that was that was their goal, you know, and, and hey, you know, good for them. They made it. Some guys' <laughs> goal is to play 10 years in the league, and that's their goal. You know, so I think that's when you're an Italian evaluator on a team, you've got to figure out not only could you have to evaluate the film and, you know, there, and that's what we do in regards to when we pontificate and, and go different things and have these, you know, mock drafts. We don't sit there and interview 300 guys. You know, they're coming out here and trying to do a psychological evaluation on them. And I think that's, that's where, where it's, it's harder to be, you know. And, right. and that's where, you know, you've got to kind of be that, that psychologist and kind of try to get in the minds of, of you know, 21, 22-year-old guys and figure out what really makes them tick. And, and, again, I'm not yeah. saying that, uh, you know, that, that's with Treadwell, but I'm saying, you, you know, could be. You know, who knows? Right, you're right. And you know as well as anybody, you know the business as well as anyone. You know, uh, companies like Maverick, I mean, you know, they're out there in force helping these, pro, pro, you know, prospects through the draft. I mean, you know, they're, they're getting prepped for questions and interviews and what to say, how to say it, when to say it. So, I mean, there's so many dynamics. So not even to the X's and O's of the game, but just kind of putting your best foot forward. And that's why, like you said, great point is why some of these guys do pass the test where you're asking these questions, but they're so coached up, they're so prepared not only in their 40 time, but in how they hold themselves and their character issues in front of these NFL scouts. So it is, it's, it's a tedious game. It's hard to figure out. Great, great explanation, Justin. We move on to the Miami Dolphins with the 24th pick. 
Um, kind of a surprise team right now. They're sitting in first place at 4-2 and two with the New England Patriots. Um, what direction does this team go? Well, I think, you know, obviously there's another, you know, first-round draft pick, you know, that, you know, hasn't lived up to the hype down there in Miami uh, with, with, you know, the receiver out of Louisville, Devontae Parker. So, yeah, I think they're going to look for some skill guys. And I think Marquise Hollywood Brown from Oklahoma is what they're trying to do. They're trying to get speed on the field. He's probably going to be the fastest guy at the NFL Combine. Could go a lot higher than 25th, but I think it's a good fit for the Miami Dolphins. I love it, love it. Yeah, Brown is a speedster. And you know, getting back to those things I've been talking about at the whole show, um, I am a sucker for sooner offensive guys. You know, Ryan Broyles, Mark Clayton, Jermaine Gritchum, Baker Mayfield, DeMarco Murray, all the all those guys. I mean, there's a lot more. Mark Andrews, Blake Bell, uh, those guys out of the sooner. You know, you know why, Justin? Because you look at them, they have everything you need. I mean, how big is he? He's six one. How fast does he run? Four two. They're like, well, that's just superb you know how, how much does he weigh <laughs> 205 you know what I mean? all the numbers just you're like wow how you know where did he play did he play at a big time program oklahoma you're like all right you just keep checking off this on the 26th pick to the ravens i think harbaugh is one of the most underrated coaches i think that talented team the ravens have i don't think it's really that talented i really think they do maximize what they have under the direction of harbaugh and i think they always kind of you know, outplay what they have on the field. But with that said, uh, what direction does the uh, the Ravens take with the 26th overall pick in the well, 2019 NFL I think they've been playing, playing great, def- great defense, you know. And, again, I think they address the defensive line. And uh, uh, Jerry Tillery, the defensive lineman from Notre Dame, is very versatile, can fit into the 3-4 defense that the Ravens run. I think it's a great fit, you know, just on if you look at kind of their roster, what they've got there in that front uh, three guys there. Um, would be would be you know kind of just kind of plug and play, uh, let him rotate and play there with Willie Henry, Chris Wormley, Brandon Williams, Brett Urban, you know those type of guys that they've got right now. Awesome stuff. And the Chargers, um, another uh, team, a team that uh, you know an outside Super Bowl favorite for some, um, a team that you know most people are excited about. Maybe not have the the uh, admiration from the local folks in Los Angeles. Uh, I think the craving still of the San Diego flavor. But uh, the Chargers, 4-2, and two, um, looking like another uh, year of success for them. Uh, what direction do you think they take? Well, again, I mean, I don't, you know, just to, to kind of full disclosure as we're kind of wrapping down here, Dwayne Haskins isn't in my first-round mock draft because there's talks about he's going to stay at Ohio State. Now, again, he plays the way he will. Maybe Dwayne Haskins is here. Uh, you, know, you know, Will Greer hasn't played to the level. They've got to figure out what they're going to do with Phillip Rivers on a replacement standpoint. You know, but, you know, Ryan uh, Finley, the guys we've talked about, uh, Drew Locke, I don't see any of those other quarterbacks going in the first round. If they, they could play themselves way into where, you know, the, the Chargers decide to take a kind of a replacement and got to be able to groom for a couple years when Phillip Rivers leaves. But they've had some issue with tight end. Hunter Henry, you know, hasn't been able to stay healthy. Uh, obviously, they brought in Antonio Gates, who I think Antonio Gates and you went to high school <laughs> Uh, together, you guys graduated about the same time. You know, he's he's kind of uh, up there. So they take Noah Fant out of Iowa, who's what you, probably right now the number saying? one tight end of the board. Well, I'm saying, you know, you uh, Antonio Gates, and you are old. <laughs> we are old. I am very, very old. No, uh, just joking. No, you, you know that on the head. And, uh, yeah, excited about Hunter Henry. But, yeah, the poor kid, I just can't uh, seem to sh- shake that injury bug. And sometimes that becomes a, a habit these guys can't break. No pun intended in terms of broken bones. Um, the Bengals, another team, um, weren't able to get past the Steelers last week, but playing a little bit better than they have over the last couple of years. A talented team, 
Um, where do you think the Bengals go? Again, a lot of weapons and a lot of needs, like a lot of teams. Yeah, I, I think, you know, in regards to, okay, what's, what's going on with, you know, kind of their linebacker, uh, you know, kind of core, you know, they've, they brought in Preston Brown. They drafted Malik Jefferson last year, Vontez Burfecht. You don't know what kind of guy you're going to get there. And Mac Wilson's a guy who a lot of people like, you know, and, I, again, I think would be a natural fit, you know, again, another Alabama uh, guy, you know, there. And, again, he's, he's a guy of value when you're at the 28th pick in the first round. Again, a valuable, you know, linebacker can kind of do it all out of Alabama. Definitely, and uh, again, I think that's four Bama guys or five Bama guys in this particular mock draft, and, and they, uh, again, it's just a, a stack, stack team. We see that week in, week out. That's why they're beating opponents, you know, basically on an average probably of like 49 to 10, but uh, Bama definitely knows how to uh, recruit and get these guys prepped for the next level. And uh, a team that's familiar picking this late in the draft is the New England Patriots. Um, I feel that you'll probably go defensive here because I just think that's where – the struggles of this team lie um, offense with Tom Brady. We know that they're going to be able to put the points on the board, but uh, I feel that you probably go defense, but we'll find out when you tell us what way do the Patriots go? Yeah, I think Jalen Jenks, the defensive lineman out of Oregon, again, he's a position flexibility. Again, that's what Bill Belichick and their staff is looking for in regards to when they're talking about defenders in the front seven is position flexibility. Um, and again, he's a guy who hasn't played, didn't play well against Washington last week. You know, it's kind of starting to slip and, you know, not to be the player a lot of people think he was or could be. So he's kind of moving down, you know, draft boards. And, and again, next time we do this, is he going to be still in the first round? We'll see. But as of right now, the New England Patriots took uh, Jalen Jenks from Oregon. Definitely. And I like that. And, folks, if you're out there listening, well, you are if you're listening, um, we talked a lot about those Oregon Ducks quarterbacks, and there's so much hype always around that Oregon Ducks offense, as it should be because they scored so many points. But start digging in and see how talented, especially the safety. Oregon is a sneaky, sneaky Pac-12 school in terms of defensive prospects, especially on the back end. But we'll let you guys do your homework. We're not going to tell you all the answers to the questions on this quiz. Now we're moving on to the 30th pick of the Green Bay Packers. They inquired that from the New Orleans Saints with their trade I believe last year when they did all this work and they bumped up. Um, what do you think the Packers do? Um, again, defensive struggles. We had them taking defense early. Um, do they back and add more defense? Or do they kind of address that offensive side? Well, I think, you know, again, you've got Aaron Rodgers, who's probably, you know, if not, he's one of the number, you know, top quarterbacks, you know, with Drew Brees and Tom Brady in this game right now. You've got to protect him. You know, he's, he's been banged up this year. I think David Edwards hey, out of Wisconsin. 21 sacks, fourth most sacks by the Packers, Justin. Yeah, you know, David Edwards out of Wisconsin, pick. you know, could be a great pick for, for them. You know, again, he's a local guy. You know, you know, they don't they can save some money on some travel, you know, for their for the twenty the thirtieth pick, you know, in the draft. But but I think David Edwards is can be a, a really solid pro with the offensive line, you know, at the next level. And Wisconsin just puts those those guys in there and there's gonna be a lot of Wisconsin offensive linemen that go in the top three rounds in this year's, you know, uh, NFL draft. Yeah, that's one reason uh, Jonathan Taylor is able to do the things he does, a talented running back. And uh, they're also, uh, you know, obviously producing talented running backs as well, Melvin Gordon, James White, just to name a few. Um, the Kansas City uh, Chiefs are on the clock. Um, you got to love what Patrick Mahomes and Andy Reid are doing to the NFL. They make it fun to watch. Tyreek Hill, uh, again, another fun guy to watch. Um, I don't know. I don't know how much more you can add to that offense. I don't know if it would be legal 
um, to do. Marcus Peters, we know, was uh, jettisoned off to the Rams earlier in the year, so I don't know if they addressed that or offense, but you're going to tell us, 31st pick, what did the Chiefs do, Justin? Yeah, I think you're 100% right. Marcus Peters was from the State uh, University of Washington. Um, I think they go back there and take Byron, uh, Byron Murphy, uh, the cornerback from Washington, um, and kind of, okay, you know, we lost him, we traded him to the Rams, uh, and we go ahead and we get help on defense because that's what they need. They need def- defensive help uh, there in the secondary, um, and, and he's a, he's one of the corners and really got a, kind of a, a you know, wiser here in this process where a lot of people, again, wasn't a first-round pick when people are doing mock drafts in September. Now that we're in October, he is, you know, solidly in the first round. Awesome stuff. And then finally, the 6-0 and Los Angeles Rams uh, kind of clicking on all cylinders. The defense has kind of been maybe a little bit suspect. Uh, back-to-back 30-point Baines a couple weeks ago. They've won by three the last two weeks prior to those two 30-point games. So, um, again, I don't know much, much more that you could do offensively, um, but you are the guru. Which way do they go? Offensive, defense with the 32nd pick. Well, again, this guy's a, a last name that, like, you know, that we weren't able to say the, the Boise Layton State guy's Vanderesh. last name. Yep, yep. So, so we got him now, but, you know, this one we're going to have to practice <laughs> because the old Dominion uh, defensive end is going to, you know, kind of be a guy that people are going to talk about. Again, a small school guy. Obviously, they beat Virginia Tech. Uh, earlier in the season, and O'Sh- O'Shane, Ex- it means, it means, you know, is is a guy who people are going to have to learn his name, including me and you, uh, because he's a guy who you know would be probably be a first round pick if the draft was held today. The Rams they need outside pass rush, obviously with um, uh, Donald and Sue kind of you know push you know pushing the pocket through the middle, but they need some outside guys. He's a great fit for them and what they do defensively with Wade Phillips. I think that's a great, great pick. Again, uh, I think that defense, as great as that team looks on paper, I think, they, I think that is something where they could kind of vamp up the uh, the adrenaline and add that guy like him. And, and uh, you know, getting to weird names, I remember when Joyke Bell, um, when I first was in contact with him when he was going through the draft process, Justin, his agent called and said, hey, we'd like to get the kid on the show. And he gave me his name prior to the show. So I thought, wow, gave him his name. I looked at it, and I'm like, I'm going to act like I know what I'm doing. So I, I thought it would be Chaqua. So I'm like, Chaqua looks like a great talent. Wayne State kid, you know all about him. And then he goes, it's Joyce. So like I said, you know, the, even when I think I really do nail it, I was so proud to say Chaqua. And he goes, it's Joyce. And I'm like, oh, I'm sorry, man. You know, but, hey, live and learn. That's, you know, again, and even half the time when these guys, come on the show they even tell me their names i'm somehow able to butcher them justin you've been fabulous before we let you go i got a couple quick questions and this thing has been phenomenal what a way to let these people kind of devour this upcoming draft and really learn a lot about the names that they're going to get familiar with and kind of how this draft is going to get set up because people have been spoiled the last couple years hearing the leonard fournettes and the Zeke Elliott's and the, you know, the Carson Wentz's and the Jared Goff, they're going to kind of have a defensive flavor. And if you like defensive flavors, you're going to have all the spices you want in next year's recipe. Um, but for you, I mean, uh, out of these 32, I mean, what guy do you think could be the biggest riser? And what guy could you say, you know what, next time we do this, you might not see his name at all? Well, I, I think, you know, we talked a little bit about um, Jalen Jenks as a guy who would probably we might not hear, you know, kind of, his name, you know, there and kind of kind of down the road, uh, Derek Brown might be not, you know, as, as high uh, there. I think those two guys are 
you know, guys who, you know, depending on how things, you know, shake out there. I think the guys that, you know, could, could go a little bit higher. We're talking about edge guys. Does Brian Burns, you know, does he sneak up and kind of move up there, um, you know, there from the 21st pick? Does somebody, you know, think about, okay, maybe he's more of a top top 15, you know, you know moving there in the top, you know, 10, you know, there. Because, again, like we talked about, you got to get to the quarterback. I mean, this this is a passing league, and they want more points and different things like that. So, you know, teams will be able to stop the Jared Goffs, uh, the Carson Wentz, these, you know, Patrick Mahomes, these young quarterbacks. They got to get athletic uh, edge guys to be able to get these quarterbacks on the ground. Awesome stuff, Justin. You are the absolute best. I always appreciate you sharing your time, your intellect, uh, and again, your knowledge on this subject. It, it, it's superior to a lot, a lot of others out there. Again, Justin Van Fulpen, if you want to follow him on Jittle. JV Fulpen on Twitter. You can go to his website, Football Next Level. You can also check out the 2019 mock draft at collegepro.com featuring all of Justin's work. Again, as he breaks down the top 32 process in this mock draft. Um, Justin, you are a pleasure. Um, any upcoming games? I know you're always kind of popping off seeing different games. Are you kind of off the NFL or college radar for the next few weeks? Oh uh, yeah, you know we'll just kind of you know wait and see. Obviously, we got the big Michigan Michigan State uh, game here with a, a lot of uh, talent here in the in the state. Um, you know, uh, we just came off a, a big you know Division Two uh, game here in the state, uh, Ferris and Grand Valley, which uh, Ferris has a couple of prospects and offensive uh, tackle um, Devon Johnson, who you know people are, are really like uh, there. So you know, just there you know there's a ton of talent here around here, and then. Uh, you know, be, be in some NFL games uh, as the kind of the season progresses and, you know, kind of just try to keep up as much as we can because we know there's a lot of stuff going on. And we look forward to Mac Nation, uh, you know, when, when we'll start <laughs> playing games on Tuesday and Wednesday, you know, nights. And so, you know, people who, who are married like yourself, you know, you have to kind of bargain with, you know, with your wife to be able to allow you to, to you know, watch what games what day, you know. <laughs> Oh, I tell you what, living basically 45 minutes and an hour between Akron and Kent State, I tell you what, when those MAC teams start playing on the weekdays, there's nothing like knowing that I'm going to actually be at like four college games in one week. <laughs> yeah, maybe that's excessive. But, you know, you can whack out the Kent State game, then you go see Akron or Bowling Green, and then, you know, I'm, I'm at Pitt on Saturday. So it's a three-week college football week. And uh, you know what team I really want to see? And you know they got a couple talented kids, receiver Anthony Johnson and their quarterback from Buffalo. I definitely want to make my way up to Buffalo to see the game before the season ends because they had a couple sneaky prospects that are probably going to get a lot of recognition. Yeah, and that's what I mean. You know, um, Tyson Jackson, the, the quarterback there out of Buffalo, the question is does he, you know, does he come out early? You know, there was some, a lot of hype coming out here. The last couple of games hasn't performed as well, but again, we, we know, you know, the quarterbacks always kind of drive the train. And will, will we see Dwayne Haskins and Will Greer and Drew Locke? Will they be in the next, you know, kind of mock draft? Right now, you know, but they're not because of how things are, are shaping up there. And, again, there's not, a, there's not a lot of, hey, these guys are locked first-round pick quarterbacks. But, unfortunately, we know how the NFL works. And, you know, teams like the Giants and, you know, you know San Diego, they want to, you know, kind of get younger there. The Cincinnati Bengals, what do they do? Um, you know, the Tennessee Titans, you know, what do they do at quarterbacks? So there's a lot of, you know, kind of question marks. So, again, it could get real sexy with a couple more quarterbacks going in the, in the first round. And, again, obviously, you know, that would be great for the draft ratings with the NFL because a lot of these are just going to be defensive linemen. A lot of people, 
you've never heard of. Awesome, Justin. You are the best. Thank you for your time, and we will talk soon. Have a great week, my man. No problem. We'll talk to you soon, Bob. No problem at all. That is Justin Van Fulpen, the standout NFL draft analysis guru, if you will, joining us here on the C2P. Again, you can find him on Twitter at JV Fulpen. You can also go to his website, Football Next Level. Absolutely awesome stuff. And, again, appreciate his time. So much to learn, so much knowledge to kind of take in as he does these mock drafts. As always, appreciate you listening to the C2P. Amplify your career through training and development solutions specifically designed for federal government professionals. From courses to help you attain or retain certification, to individualized coaching services, to programs that hone your leadership skills and business acumen, Management Concepts optimizes your professional development. Online, in person, individually, or groups, it's training that's measurably better. Learn more at managementconcepts.com. That's managementconcepts.com. With Lucky Landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.